morning, class. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. Since, obviously, you don't know what you're doing, we're going to start right from the beginning. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101, class, is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Yes, he is here today. Yes, I, I, I have a new policy now. I'm not answering the phone from work two minutes before the show ever again. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. What about knocks on your door? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I would say I'd be real quiet, then you wouldn't hear me either. So that wouldn't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're sorry we missed you. I was bummed. I was really looking forward to that show. Just for any, anyone who hasn't listened to it, the last show, we, I ended up soloing it because uh, uh, I expected John and he expected to be there, but work intruded. Yes. So we understand. Work, work has to come first. I may have hacked him a bit and, uh, and such. But, I, st- uh, I still haven't listened to it just because of that because I know I got trashed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always nice when you don't expect to be solo. <laughs> <laughs> So today, um, we're doing a follow-up. So the last show we talked about, or I talked about, <laughs> mobile mm-hmm. and the, the big update that was happening at the time, uh, this silly name, Mobilegeddon. Um, Who gave it that case, name? Where did that name come from? That's oh, ridiculous. Probably from Search Engine Line. I don't know. Yeah. Tamara Weinberg, probably. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> she she phrased. I remember she was the one that told me about uh, uh, the when we had the earthquake in Jersey. It was uh, earthquake again, and then the uh, the blizzard. It was it was like snowmageddon. So she <laughs> she always does the mageddon things for me. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen her around in ever for, for writing or anything. She must be very busy wherever she is. Anyway, hello Tamar. I know you're not listening, but hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Shall we start with questions from our community? Sure, let's do that. All right. So, Elena Meadowcroft, I hope I got that right. Uh, this is what she's asked, quote unquote. I'd appreciate everyone's feedback on SEO content for mobile. From my understanding, lengthy copy is preferable for the desktop version to provide enough crawlable content and allow for different keyword iterations. Obviously, people won't read all of this on mobile. At the same time, I was under the impression that Google prefers websites to serve the same or mostly the same content to both desktop and mobile users and things like display. None are, bad, none are a bad practice for SEO. Could someone clarify if I'm right or wrong in my assumptions or point me to best practices on developing SEO-friendly mobile content? Good question. Good question. Roll away there, Johnny. So I agree with you on the first one. I think shorter content is going to be better in the long run, shorter specific content. However, there's a problem where if people have to click through to different topics on mobile, that's hard for them to do. So it's almost like um, you're going to want – remember, I use the the idea of FAQ pages a lot to tell people that, you know, you want to separate your content into different pages like an FAQ page. You don't want all the answers like down below linking to it. On mobile, you kind of do want that. You want want to to have different topics, but you don't want a lot of information on those topics, but you don't want to have to click from page to page on mobile, right? Um, (coughs) Excuse me. So this is going to be a tricky question. 
that we're going to have to really watch and see what works better over time in, in the engines when it comes to SEO and how to optimize this content. Because if you put a bunch of different content on one page, you start diluting your targeting. But if you don't on mobile and you make people go to go from page to page, it's not a good user experience. So mm-hmm. it's it's going to be kind of interesting to follow this. You may be operating off some intel from your own sites, and, and <clears throat> fair enough. But I mean, my opinion anyway. Um, I don't mind navigating a little bit. Uh, I, I prefer that over a slow download. Um, and if you have all the content on one page, that can be a slow download. It depends. I mean, if I mean, it depends on how you configure it. Um, but you're right. You you don't want too much content on that page, but you don't it, see. That's what I'm saying. We have to figure out where's that balance. Where's it going to be? Because the, the the people would prefer not to navigate um, most on mobile, but at the same time, we don't want to a bad experience from what you're talking about for slow page load because we put everything on one page. There's going to be a balance. Just figuring out where that is is going to be tricky. Now, to the other point she made, um, I don't think that it is required to have the same content on desktop and mobile versions. I don't think that's something that is Google prefers that. I don't think so. Um, they say they re- prefer responsive site design, which usually means you have the both, but that's not why they respond. That's not why they prefer responsive because um, I think there's very, very good reasons to have different content on a page, mm-hmm. um, you know, desktop versus mobile. And I think Google understands that. Yeah. I mean, you could even look at uh, gomobi.info, the uh, automated system that will convert your site into a mobile friendly uh, version of your site. And it's interesting. I've tested it a few times for a few clients who are in a bit of a rush and uh, to, to transfer to mobile, and they uh, they did a pretty good job. I mean, for a mobile for a uh, automated solution, it's it's pretty slam dunk. What I what I what I really noted in in this vein is that a lot of the content that was originally on the home page has been sort of reduced, and it's it's more to the point. And I think that's good. I mean, if you know what the people are going there for, I mean, they're not going to go around and read every article on your site uh, on their mobile phone. Yeah. You know, they're not going to surf tons on your site. They want to get something they want to get out. So if you know what they want, make sure it's easy to get to yep. and that you've got any catches you possibly, if, reasonable ways to try and convert them while they're there. there. There's even a new meta tag that we've been using in the news space, mobile-friendly titles. So you have your standard title tag, and now there's a secondary title tag for mobile friendly for mobile devices, so that you can have shorter, more concise, clickable titles. As a, if you if you like in news, sometimes we have pretty long titles. We can reduce that now to make it much more mobile friendly because of the the mobile the mobile title tag. So is that tag only for uh, news feeds? Um, that's Probably. a good question. I don't know for sure. Because uh, I haven't heard about it at all, even in you know, search engine land or anything. I, w- I wonder if, uh, yeah, I wonder if it's yeah. it's one of those tags that's specific to news providers for the news feed. We do have a few though, so I'll double I'll double check that and let you know. Yeah, be curious. Yeah, because that's kind of cool. Uh, it would be uh, not that you know when we're doing a, a standard SEO on any website, we don't want them to be long anyway, right? But right. I can see why a news, uh, definitely a news post, could be quite long. Yeah, Absolutely. interesting. Elena, I hope, hope you found that useful. I uh, definitely think uh, we got to some of the points of it. I mean, how to cut it back is going to be your, 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 your lucky job. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what is it that you're going to cut? What are you going to leave? Um, it's not easy. That it's going to be a tricky balance, too, because if you cut too much, you lose relevancy. And we know mobile search is, you know, 
mobile search is growing, and if you cut back content on your mobile version and you hurt yourself in mobile search, you could lose traffic. There's going to be a, a balance there somewhere. You're going to have to watch it, test it. Um, that's not something we can just say, hey, here's the best practice and you're done. Uh, I don't think there is such a thing anymore anyway. But Good old-fashioned uh, SEO. Got yes. Work. Yep. Test, test, test. Exactly. There you go, Lena. I hope uh, it helps, and feel free to follow follow up with any other questions. I was, on our answers. I was really, really, really tempted to tease her about her last name being really close to Microsoft. It's like Meadowcroft, <laughs> Microsoft. I was like, nah. But I, well, I guess I just did. So never yes, mind. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, feel free to to comment on that too, Lena. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't yell at me too hard. I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, the next question is from Forrest Cottle. Uh, I hope I got that right. Um, he says, a while back, I created a few duplicate posts. I forgot what happened exactly. <laughs> anyway, I know I, ha- I need to delete one of each. There are two of each. But I'm afraid of accidentally deleting the one that drives the most traffic. Any advice on how to not screw myself over when I delete the extras? Thanks in advance, and I appreciate all the feedback I got on my last question. Is- uh, Good question. Yeah, it is. I mean, I was thinking about um, there's multiple ways you could do this. I mean, if they're duplicate, if they're duplicate, and you are really concerned and you don't want to delete them, you can do a canonical. Mm-hmm. Um, just say that you know these all feed to this one. This is the original. These are all duplicates. I mean, that's one way to go. So how do you pick which one is the one you canonical to, though? That fits into his question as well. Which one? Basically, what he's asking is, what's the stronger? How do I tell which is the stronger of the two? And you need to know that for canonical or if you're deleting either way, right? Would it be the end of the world if you got it wrong with canonical, though? Because, I mean, um, it wouldn't be the end of the world. You're passing it all over to the other one anyway. Any kind of link juice. Um. True, but here, here's here's. Well, I would uh, use Google Analytics, but it, yeah. yeah, there's two things you have to do. One, you have to look at Google Analytics and just look, see which one's driving more traffic, right? I mean, that's easy. You, you look at the two posts. If one's driving a bunch of per- traffic and one's not, question answered. Um, the other thing you do is look at the backlink profile of each page. If one has a ton of links coming into it and the other doesn't, it's much better to keep those those links that are clean as opposed to a link that's kind of being redirected or refocused via canonical, right? You'd rather have the clean links be your primary. Now, the the problem would be is if the one with all the links is not the one driving all the traffic, then you're you're just (laughs) flip a coin, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and then really when it comes down to it, it won't be that big a deal if you canonicalize the wrong one. Um, And if you're going to remove some, and you can do that, you can just 301 redirect anyone that's going to those old URLs to the original one that you or to the one that you decided to keep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, agreed. I mean, canonical is a suggestion. 301 is not a suggestion to Google. Google follows it. Canonical. So, yeah. 301 can be in suggestion too, just not as often as a canonical is a suggestion. I've seen 301s not act as 301s in the past, but it's rare. Yeah. Uh, Google does like to mess with us, but yeah. in, in, I, I would say on, on par, to be really, really safe, it, that 301 is the safest route. Canonical is. Uh, I would still not hesitate to use it. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd say. I'd say if you have a really clean definition of which of the two is the more valuable, if the one with all the links is also driving the traffic, get rid of the other yeah. one and three hundred one it. Yeah. If you, you don't have a clean definition, use the canonical. Now, should we get into this? Maybe we should. Let's take a quick break. We, we've got a big question coming up here, so let's take a quick <laughs> break when we get back. Why did Mobile Geddon happen? Dun dun dun. 
Grab your snack packs and juice boxes. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. And we are at it, the big question of the day. <laughs> Why did mobile getting happen? So what's your thoughts? Or do you want me to go first? It didn't happen, really. 
true. Well, it, it didn't. It didn't <laughs> happen as we. It didn't happen as we expected it to. But I guarantee the results that Google was looking for is exactly what happened. Well, they 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 just. So actually, there's a, a, a. I should find the quote. Pete Myers, Doctor Pete from Moz, said it to something on Twitter today that I just had to favorite. It was perfect. Um, essentially, on the line on lines of. Uh, I think Google's decided to stop messing with their algorithms to just force us to do these changes. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. So Google has a history of trying to get webmasters to do what they want, and they have the leverage to be able to do that. So mm-hmm. by announcing, hey, we're going to make mobile part of our algorithm, and you've got two months to, to prepare, right? They pretty much forced everybody into the idea of making their sites mobile-friendly, right? And I, part of me is, like, really, really happy that there's somebody out there with enough clout to make webmasters do that because a lot of them wouldn't do it unless you forced them into it, right? And it needs to happen for their own good. But the other part of me says, because Google has that clout and because Google is making people make these changes, they get to define what mobile-friendly means. Nobody else gets to define it. They do. And they've done this in a number of different places through the history of their, you know, their existence. They did it with no follow tags. They're trying to do it with secure sites. They're not having nearly as much success as they had with the, mo- the mobile update. Um, this is their goal, I think, is to, to really shape the way the Internet is built in the, the way they want it built. Well, they would have more success if they were as forceful with the HTTPS or the, you know, the secure site option. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they even said from the beginning, this won't make a massive difference. Right. It's just a hint. Or if they said it was huge, <laughs> the whole world would switch. <laughs> yeah, true. So they, they have that power and nobody else does, which yeah, is kind of scary. To quote Dr. Pete in a far better manner than I just did, he says, quote here, I think Google has learned that it's cheaper, easier, and much less risky to change our behavior than to change the algo. Perfect. Absolutely. And that's what they're doing. Definitely. And and, and part of me, like I said, part of me is happy that somebody has the clout to do that when it's needed. What worries me is when they do things like that when it's not needed. Not provided Mm -hmm. comes to mind, right? Mm -hmm. Things Uh. like that. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting. Don't get me going. <laughs> and I believe I honestly believe the reason mobile getting happened is because Google wanted people to make mobile friendly sites, and that was the easiest way to convince them to do it. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and when it, it when it comes right down to it, um, I've got I had some clients pretty freaking irate. I think they based on what they said, they essentially feel bullied by Google. Yeah. And they're pissed off because it costs a lot of time and money for them to make these changes. And, but but uh, you know what? In the long run, it's going to be better for them. I know they are bullied, and a lot of small businesses don't have the resources to do this right now, and they're going to be behind. Mm-hmm. But long term, because people are using mobile, and it'll be the primary way people use the internet very shortly if it's not already that if the business is not mobile friendly they're going to lose big time and they're going to look back two years from now and they're going to say man I'm so glad Google made me make, make my site mobile friendly if they realize the, the, the repercussions of it you know what I mean mm. yeah no I, I, I don't disagree that it's a good thing I, I, I know what they how they feel though and I think that the, they're not wrong that's for sure they're, they're a little cheesed off that they're being pushed into this yeah I know and, it's uh, it's a give and take thing. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're feeling pushed, and I don't blame them one bit. I, I get what they're feeling because, you know, if they're not ready to make this change now and they're being forced into making it, um, it doesn't feel good. 
No. But if they weren't being forced into it, they'd put it off for years, and they would their, their business would suffer if they have a lot of you know if internet is a big part of their business model. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of this is perverse, I guess, but I kind of wish that Google had not given us as much warning. Um, I don't know why. I guess it's because it's harks of harkens of the old days, you know, when we we just had to scramble a little bit and get things done, and it would also have meant that those who could rush into it and get it done would be the ones that won out. Um, And they would also be more of a a rolled out update then, even more so, because they would understand that not everyone would be ready. Uh, That's just the way I'm used to it, I guess. It's just old habits. So one of the things, I, I thought about that too, why did they give us this notification, right? And there's two things I think to me, that that really is, and again, I'm just speculating why Google gave us all this notification. One goes back to what we were just talking about. They wanted people to have time to make the change, and they were giving them time, and because they want people to build the website that that they think they should have. Right. The other one, I believe, is because of the way this algorithm works, the fact that it's page by page, it's instantaneous, and it's yes or no. Right. So. It's not one of those things where this algorithm update rolled out and there's some – some you do this, it's good. You do this, it's bad. And there's this bunch of gray area in the middle where eh, maybe, maybe, maybe. This is a black and white yes or no flag for your pages of your website. So it's not like there was time after the fact to really say, okay, you know, let's let's look and see how this impacted us before we make any change. Normally, because we have that capability when they roll out a major update, we can wait and see, okay, let's see how this impacts us to decide how much effort we want to put into it, right? Mm-hmm. This case, I don't think there was that time after the fact. Now, knowing what we know about the results of the past week or so, maybe there was time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to sum that up for people, it was it wasn't – I was overestimating, you know, being exaggerating earlier. It wasn't a non-event. But it certainly hasn't been anything like what, well, what is well, pretty typical that the Twitter sphere, everyone was like, yeah. oh, my God, it's the end. But it's, it's <laughs> interesting when you look at the stuff that Dr. Pete put out and Moz put out, and it's like slight changes. And then you look at the, the data that Search Metrics put out, there are some pretty significant changes they found across different sites. So it depends on how it's being analyzed. And I like the way Search Metrics analyzed it because what they looked at was – the percentage difference, the ratio between how many pages are being indexed for a site in desktop versus mobile, and how did that change after April 21st, right? It, which is, it's, it's the ratio between desktop and mobile, not so much um, how did your mobile grow or, or drop. It's the ratio, which I thought was a good way to look at that. Well, it's definitely, uh, it has affected a few of my clients. I mean, it wasn't massive, but it was enough that they were, they were pretty panicky. They, they, one of them had their mobile tap turned off, and they've since been able to turn it on. That's the good news. It's been that fast. They were able to act, act on it, and Google was true to the word. She got it, you know, her site mobile-friendly. We made sure that her site was resubmitted properly you know, in an appropriate way, and bang, they uh, brought it back for her. Yeah. It's nice when they give us a, an algorithm uh, – an algorithm piece that is black and white. You're either yes or you're no, right? Mm-hmm. And some we might not know everything that goes into making the decision whether you're yes or no, but I love that there's this piece that doesn't have the gray area in between, mm-hmm. which is rare in, these, in the algorithms. 
One of them even mentioned that uh, this is weird to me. I, I still have to delve into this. I'm actually having a call with her today, but she was using WordPress uh, and the Jetpack plugin. Are you familiar <laughs> with that? Oh yeah, the one. I don't the one like that got it. It, the one that got hacked earlier, like the last week or two. Oh, was it? Oh, oh man, there's been a couple major WordPress security updates. If you not if you haven't updated WordPress in the past two to two weeks, I'd say you better yeah. update today or turn off your comments. Um, that's one. If you've got comments turned on and you haven't updated in a couple of weeks, turn them off and then update before you and then turn it back on because um, it's a major, some major hacks discovered in WordPress the last two weeks. They've well, already updated, so it's already fixed. You just have to make sure you go fix your site. Yeah. Well, in this case, Jetpack, I find, slows down sites. Uh, it's supposed to not, but I do. You know, We've looked at the resources it can take, and it's pretty hefty. And anyways, she found that she had disabled it, and all, all of a sudden the mobile just turned off. And she turned it back on, and you know, within a few hours, the, mobile is back on. Define, like, define mobile turned off. You mean Google, traffic. Flag, Google flagged it as, as non-mobile friendly? We can't tell because Google you know, visibly didn't show anything. It was the matter of uh, any kind of results plus traffic. She was actually getting traffic when she had it on and none when she got it off. And again, I had to look into this because – you know, she's, yeah. she's not extremely tactical, so it could be something that's really lost in translation there. But um, very interesting. I, I've got to – looking forward to looking into it. Because in most cases on WordPress, mobile friendliness is tied to the theme, not mm-hmm. the architecture, right? Well, exactly. I, I, it apparently was a setting in Jetpack. Huh. Interesting. I, I have, I've avoided Jetpack like the plague because, like I say, it hasn't <laughs> been good for my clients. Um, but, uh, you know. In this case, who knows? Uh, I'll report on it if I see anything interesting. I'll be looking forward to hearing what you come up with. Yeah. So um, back to uh, you know, Pete's results, Dr. Pete uh, from um, MozCast. I wanted to put in a couple of things. He, he had tracked uh, the, the updates, and they actually have created a different uh, tracking mechanism for mobile only instead of they were only doing desktop before. And anyone who hasn't, isn't familiar with this, if you go to mozcast.com, you get a bit of a, it's like the weather forecast. You, you can find out what the temperature is today at Google, how many time, how, how much of an update there's been to their test sample. Uh, it gives you an idea just how active Google is in a particular day. Um, they're doing the same thing now for mobile. They wanted to see, you know, when this mobile things, uh, mobile update began, whether or not, when or whatever days it would be the most hottest, I guess you'd say, not most, but just hottest. So in this case, uh, the 21st, which was apparently the, the day it let in, minimal. I mean, it was a couple degrees difference. Yeah. And then the next day, we're looking close to 80 degrees from 70, 64, 65 average, um, maybe up to 68. And so 80 was pretty significant. And then it went down again, then up a little bit, and then down. And it's since sort of petered out. How many sites are in their sample? Do you know? It's a good question. They haven't said. But I, you know, I would expect, because I've got a lot of faith in Dr. Pete, that it would be enough. Because hmm. what they're showing, because they're showing more of a overall internet temperature, right? They're looking at bunches and bunches of sites, you know, which they would need to to have a really good mm-hmm. average. Um, and then giving you the average, average movement, right? Um, I think with this, the Moz one, or the, not the Moz, the uh, the um, search metrics one. They looked at a bunch of individual sites, and if 
there's a there's a post on Search Engine Land that links to it and talks about it. But mm-hmm. their actual they they actually pulled out the individual winners, individual losers, and they had some that were pretty significant. Um, um, I'm trying to go to the post right now just to give you an idea. They said the biggest loser overall was Reddit. Mm-hmm. And that. actually, it doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it's. Yeah, but but they. It seems to me they contradict. Percentage wise, it isn't. But yeah, yeah, they seem to co- contradict themselves because you know the mobile friendly. And if you go, they have a download, the PDF download instead of the actual post. And if you actually go to the PDF, it shows you very specifically all the numbers for each site, right? Um, and what it shows is that yes, Reddit did lose a lot of mobile indexation and visibility, um, but not as much percentage-wise as a lot of other sites did, right? So the so they um, they lost like twenty-seven percent of their mobile traffic. But there's other sites in here. Here's one: um, Tested.com lost eighty-nine percent of their mo- mobile traffic. Um, you know, there's a bunch in the forties, close so to fifty. Find.com was eighty-four percent. Yeah, down. Um, uh, hmm. Financial Times went down 71%. Um, Google.es, the Spanish version of Google, went down 67%, <laughs> their own site. So it's it's interesting if to me that you can look at the data for individual sites, and the PDF is actually much more valuable than these, these charts they put on the post. Um, and we'll put the post on the Google Plus page to show you where all this stuff is. Um, but the winners are just as interesting because – it's like um, some of them did very good. Like foreignaffairs.com jumped 771% more pages in mobile after the – I think the 25th is when they measured this um, compared to where they were before the update. So there's – New Mexico criminal law, 4,000%. Oh, jeez. <laughs> there's wow. another one that's over 2,000%. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it. This to me, if you want, Moz, I think it does a good job of giving you a generalized picture. But this, if you want to look at this data, and then you can dig in and see very specifically how it's having an impact on some sites. So there's, I think this is still rolling. I'm not gonna say still rolling out, but I think we're still waiting to see actually how big of an impact this had. And I can tell you personally, the the, the funny thing to me was Facebook launched an update the same day, April 21st, to their their newsfeed algorithm. That, that has much more impact than than the Google Mobile Geddon update. It's and, and hardly anybody's talking about it, just because well, it was only for news, probably right for no, you guys. No, absolutely not. It was for oh. everybody. The, oh, okay. the the update they did is they basically said um, pages are now going to be less significant, um, and they're going to focus much more on content that people post. Right. So if you have a page and you're a business on Facebook and you're posting all this stuff to your page, even if you have a big audience, right, um, your stuff is not as important to them anymore as if I'm posting something and Ross shares it. Or, you know, so interaction and sharing of content is becoming so much more important in Facebook than it's ever been because of this algorithm update that happened the same day that Mobile Get an Update happened. My, my guess was one of two things. Either they were trying to sneak it in without us noticing or, or they were just they were jealous of all the attention Google was getting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That one yeah, didn't work. We... No one's still talking about the Facebook update. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Let's take a quick break we come back there's a few more notes here and some other uh, findings grab your snack packs and juice boxes SEO 101 will be back right after recess 
Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Now, one of the other uh, notes from the Mozcast Moz was percentage of mobile-friendly results. And this is interesting. What they were doing now, in this case, was looking at the mobile-friendly results that were, you know, or essentially mobile results, and seeing how many of the results 
now had mobile friendly next to them versus the ones that didn't. And they do see an increase. Uh, but really, what, 3%? Looks like, yeah, but I've, I've never really trusted that flag anyway because that shows up on some mobile friendly sites, but not all mobile, mobile friendly sites. It doesn't show up on ours, and ours are very mobile friendly. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure how much I trust that flag anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly another uh, interesting one to look at though, because when I tested uh, a number of sites, I found or a number of searches, I found that uh, um, I was getting a lot of desktop results in it, frankly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they really are, as I kind of hoped they would, they're, they only sacrifice a certain amount of relevance for their high and mighty principles yeah. uh, being mobile friendliness. You know, they, they are focused foremost on the relevance. So here's another thing that happened on the 21st that not many people are talking about. That same time they were doing the whole mobile again, they started more aggressively crawling content in apps on mobile devices, right? Mm, And so what you had to do, you had to make, you had to facilitate that. It just didn't happen automatically. So there's code you put in your app. There's code you put on your pages that connects this content on the, the, the page is the same as the content that's in this app, right? So what Google's doing now with mobile search is if you have this connection made and they've crawled the content in your app, and you, someone does a search and your page shows up that has this, it gives the user a choice. Do you want to go to the mobile-friendly version of this or the content in the app? Mm-hmm. So they have to have the app downloaded to get this choice. Um, it's interesting to me, though, that Google's giving the user the choice and not just forcing them one way or the other, which is, which is very non-Google-like. It's usually they, they decide what you're going to do and make you, make you do it that way. But they're actually giving the user the choice. Do you want to see it in an app or do you want to see it on the mobile version of the site? Uh, probably the, the, most, the cleverest approach is to let us feel like we have choice and then all of a sudden it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Are you jaded? I think you're jaded. <laughs> I'm just a bit jaded. That's all. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, the, the next point here was interested. Uh, it's always neat to see these little blips on the radar of Google testing new looks. Um, now, obviously, mobile being a big focus of them right now, they did some search tests with uh, color dots. And this is in mobile in the result snippets. So, for example, you'd see your classic search engine result and then uh, at the very bottom right, you would see it looks like purple, blue, yellow, and red uh, dots. Whatever the hell they do, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's blue, green, yellow, red, the standard Google colors. Oh, is it? Okay, my screens. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, obviously not exactly good for the uh, colorblind, um, so I'm hoping they're not making it anything crucial. What do uh, they do? The dots do anything? Well, that's just it. I don't know. The, the, this is the only person who saw this took a snapshot of it and posted it on Search Engine Roundtable through Barry, and it's from Kazakhstan. So um, I don't think there was any notes on what they actually did. If there was, I didn't see it. Uh, I wonder if Google has ever rolled out an update in Kazakhstan first and then the rest of the world. <laughs> well, it would be a good place to do it without us knowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they do that in some places that we're not paying attention to. It very, very well be. It very well be. Uh, anyway, the, who knows what they're doing now? Another piece of, in, in, of uh, interesting news, and, and I, I've got to the bottom of this a bit. I had to do some digging, though. Anyway, is Google is forcing users to use Google Maps Lite now instead of 
the the classic Google Maps. And I was like, well, what the hell does that mean? What is it? What's the difference? And yeah. even the articles I saw did not get to that point. Even Barry's didn't, which was surprising to me. I mean, it's kind of yeah. critical. What's the difference? So I looked it up. And according to Google, in light mode, some features are turned off so that my maps can run faster. So these are the following features you won't be able to use. And I'll just list them off here. This is quoted from Google. Seeing 3D imagery and Earth view. Hello, that's huge. Um, yeah. Showing your computer's location on the map. Hmm. Setting home and work. That's searching cool. near Setting home in particular. Yeah. Searching nearby and measuring the distance between places and getting coordinates. What the hell? <laughs> this is pretty big stuff. Yeah. Uh, draggable routes, embedding a map, sending a place to your car, viewing my maps in Google Maps, and reporting a map data problem to, in Google Maps. I mean, those are fundamental. So is there an easy way to switch it to uh, – so yeah, Google Maps Lite is default. Can you set it that I want you know, standard Google Maps to be my default, or do you have to go in and change it every time you use it? No, and there's actually there's a uh, the articles I read anyway uh, suggested that it, they don't know how long Google Classic's even going to be available. Um, at this point, when you look at Google Maps Lite, you'll know you're looking at Google Maps Lite because, well, obviously you won't be able to do any of those things. But also at the bottom right um, is a little uh, lightning icon, which is for fast. And if you click on that, you can go back to Google Classic right now. But who knows how long that'll last if they're not planning on anyone using it. And, and, and how many people would actually know what that lightning bolt is for? There's exactly. Probably, so I'm going to look up something. Let's see. Uh, yeah. um, so I go, I'm searching pizza in Cleveland. I get the map results. Uh, Click on the map then. Dewey's Pizza. Go into maps. All right, I'm in maps. I don't see a lightning bolt. I see Earth view. I can go down to the bottom left and click to Earth view. And there, mm. there's Earth. So um, there's a compass. There's the whole thing where I can see like street view and stuff like that still. Um, I don't see a lightning bolt anywhere. So I'm not, I don't think I'm in light right now, though it is different than what I'm used to. Right? It's not the same as it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at one now, right, too, and I don't see that, but that's, I'm looking at it in my mobile. Um, mind you, in mobile, we don't have a lot of those functionalities they're talking about anyway. Right. So um, there is the option to go to Google Earth, but then, of course, that's a different program. Uh, so I think we'd have to look at it online, and I'm not looking at it. On, I mean, I'm on a desktop. I can, sh- I, I can share this map. It says share or embed map. Huh. Interesting. So maybe it's, it's a rollout. It could know. be. Maybe it's not everywhere yet. Yeah, but uh, it's they, apparently cheesing off a lot of users. Huh. But then Google doesn't normally care. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> they, they they do care sometimes when it's in their best interest to care. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, because they they they're certain that they know better, and and well, in their case, sometimes they do. <laughs> I was going to say a lot of times they probably do. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few more PhDs in their world. Yeah, which could be good or bad. And, and we we always have to remember when they make a change, we look at how it affects us. They're looking how it affects everybody, and there's probably a lot of data that they're basing their decisions on that we don't have any clue that they even have that data, let alone what it would be. Right? Yeah, exactly. So we but can't. I still don't like you being so thoughtful. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to make up for missing last week. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> 
Oh, well. Well, I think that's uh, that's it. We've covered a lot today. And there's, you know, long and the short of it is Google Mobile. You've got lots of time, it seems so far, to get your button gear if you haven't got it, your site mobile friendly. And thank God for my yeah. sake, because we're far from it. We're still working on our new website. Um, but what I would say, though, is just because there's not a lot of changes happening or not a lot of people are screaming and yelling that they lost rankings, that doesn't mean that you can drag your feet now. So no, you still want no. to get this done. Not only is it going to help you with Google, but overall, people are using mobile on the Internet so much more. And the, the, the usage rate is growing so rapidly that if you don't have a mobile-friendly site, you're going to lose business. You're going to lose your, your Internet. You are industry. losing business. Yeah. So, so do it anyway. Forget Google. If Google didn't exist, I'd still tell you, do this now. Yeah, I mean, and remember, there's not just Google, although it, is not, it has the lion's share. There's other search engines, and, and there is a certain amount of traffic that comes from them, and, and they also... Forget, uh, are, for, forget search engines. People share stuff in social, and where do people use social mostly? On mobile devices. Yeah. Right? So it's not just about search. Just our show is. Yeah, our show. Not, not always. <laughs> we talk about other things, too. Yeah, like true. weird stuff happening in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, those crazy... Americans visiting. Yes. <laughs> which, needs, which needs to happen again pretty soon. Yes, it does. It does. That would be awesome. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today. Uh, if you have any questions, you can post it on our Google Plus community forum. We'd love to get them. As you can tell from the beginning of the show, we do like to answer them, and, and uh, we welcome them. It's nice to hear from you. And, uh, well, I guess if that's it. I guess unless you've got anything else you'd like to add there, John. I'm good. I'm good. Well, with that said, uh, have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.